Welcome to Trader Avangard Podcast. This is show number 21, and it's great to have you join us again. My name is John Warren, and my very good mate Ashley Rouse here. Welcome, Ash. JW, good to be here again. Very warm in uh, our part of the world over the weekend. We had the weather that uh, Adelaide enjoyed earlier in the week, so it got up to, I think, um, sort of low 40s in a lot of places around Sydney, so very, very warm. How was your weekend? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we had the challenge come through late Saturday, so Sunday was quite windy and blowy, and but nowhere near, uh, no, nowhere near as hot, only got to low 30s, but uh, today we're enjoying, I think, about 21, so you'll see that in a couple of days, mate, so nice reprieve. Yeah, it is, but it was also a bit of a reminder of some of the devastation of the bushfires of last year too, so obviously, hopefully, we're going to be in a lot better shape to be able to manage them uh, in the event we do have this similar sort of weather over the coming summer. Yeah, a, uh, in global news, a bit happening. It looks like Donald Trump is, is going to exit the White House. He's, he's come to the decision that he probably can't win now, even though he's not happy and <laughs> doesn't believe the result's fair. But uh, I suppose some sort of normality is going to come to the world from the, the United States, at least. I suppose the big challenge that happened overnight is China. I'm not sure if you caught up with some of the stuff that was posted uh, from the Chinese to, to try to really upset Australia. It certainly upset us, didn't it? Yeah, it's wow, it's a different world, eh? I mean, that, that sort of global bullying, so, but, but I don't think they understand the psyche of Australians. If anything, it's going to unify us, it's certainly not going to divide us, but really nasty. The key will be, uh, I think the key will be how many countries support our side of the ledger and how many sort of don't support theirs. But anyway, it's, uh, it's a little bit scary that they chose to, uh, to post a picture like that and tell us that uh, we're in the wrong. So, um, yeah, interesting times, mate, as you said, very interesting. Completely unacceptable. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world order. It's going to be interesting to watch over the next few years to see how the world uh, responds to that type of intimidation and bullying. But I'm pretty confident financially it could hurt us, certainly. But in regards to the way that we respond, I don't think they really understand the way we operate here. But anyway, time will tell. <laughs> So your business, um, COVID, obviously the borders are starting to open up. I'm not sure there's some news out of WA, so it could be that uh, we're back to one country with with everyone able to travel all over the place uh, around Christmas time, which would be good. Oh, it'd be exceptional if we can start moving around. And hopefully we'll start on the Queensland. Uh, we're not allowed back into just yet, but hopefully the next week or so uh, we'll be able to join the uh, Victorians and New, New South Welshmen crossing the border as of today. Sorry, they had their first flights uh, arriving and departing out of out of Brisbane anyway this morning, so that's that's great news. Yeah, it was a bit manic, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I think the flights, we'll start to see more planes in the air again, and uh, life will seem like it's getting back to more of a normal existence very shortly. Yeah. Hey, let's get on with the show. Um, this is one of our tips and tricks uh, series. And today we have Zebra Bookkeeping joining us today. And Michelle Chantrell, she's the director and founder of Zebra Bookkeeping. Welcome, Michelle. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good to be here. Now, Michelle, you're a Michelle with one L. We've learned that this morning. <laughs> I certainly am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, um, look, welcome to the show. And uh, Zebra Bookkeeping, can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your story, how you got involved in bookkeeping and, uh, and what that's all about? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I sort of fell into bookkeeping probably about nearly 20 years ago. Going back a bit further than that, my first job was in the National Bank and I was also in the Army Reserve at that time. 
uh, left both bank and the RS, um, Army Reserve to work overseas in South Africa for three and a half years. On the return, uh, having two children, when they started to get to school age, was trying to find some, you know, school hours type of work, which, you know, like a lot of mums out there, found very hard to, to get. Then went and did a uh, options training course where I met a lovely lady by the name of Rachel Barnes, um, who I kept catching up with for lunches and she kept asking me to do bookkeeping. And I didn't even know what the meaning of the word was, to tell you the truth. And so then I um, you know, did a bit of investigating and thought, oh, I might go and enrol in TAFE and do, well, I did one of their, their modules out of their certificate in bookkeeping. And that was uh, manual bookkeeping. And the next time I caught up with Rachel, I said, oh, I know what bookkeeping is now. <laughs> and she said, good, you can, you can do my bookkeeping. I use MyOB. I'm <laughs> there, what's MyOB? <laughs> <laughs> said, don't, don't worry, I'll teach you. So um, yeah, I went went uh, to work with her, and she was a um, property investor at the time. She had sixty nine properties, and um, I quickly realised that she probably didn't know much more about my op than what I did, and um, off went off to TAFE again just to to learn um, that product a little bit better. And uh, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Pretty much, you know, fell in love with it from the start. Realised that this was a job that I could do between school hours and things like that, and that um, there was a real need out there for it. No, excellent. And when you say that she had 69 properties, that she was managing a portfolio of properties or was the owner of 69 properties? She was the owner, her and her, her partner, um, John, were the owner of uh, 69 properties throughout Australia. They had a couple over in New Zealand and whilst I was working for her, she also dabbled in the US market. Oh, yeah. well, it sounds like uh, John Warren, Michelle, he's got uh, quite a few investment properties getting around or, or so he'd like to have anyway, but um, <laughs> 69, that's, uh, yeah, that's a fair old... Uh, portfolio that's for sure hey now tell us army reserve yes how many years uh did uh nearly four uh so i was in uh ordnance corps and yep. attached to the engineers three field squadron down at warradale so that was quite interesting there was posted strength of 120 and there was three females in the unit <laughs> yeah back then that would have been uh, over the quota too back then but uh, oh, engineers, good call to be in JW. That's where I was with the engineers. They do all the work in uh, in the army. So, hey, uh, right. what rank did you what rank did you get to, Michelle? Uh, just lance corporal, just enough to yeah. uh, to to you know boss a few of the guys around. That's yeah, that's an that's interesting because it's sort of the the skills you would have learned in those four years. From that, uh, I'm sure it put you in good stead over the years from when you finished Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Um, tell us about your decision to, you know, so you've worked for that couple looking after their books and um, and that was with my op. Tell us about your decision when you thought from there, okay, look, I think I can do this. I think there's an opportunity to start my own business. Um, and also the, the challenges that you faced when you first started your business, but like our trainees when they started business. Can you tell, walk us through that, uh, those decisions? Absolutely. I think the it was a slow realisation that, um, you know, to turn it from 
you know, a bit of a, a, a hobby or, you know, a helping hand and everything that um, I could make a business out of it. Once I decided that I was going to make a business, trying to find the information was, was really difficult. You know, what did I need to do? How do I set up a business? Where do I go for, for the information? All that sort of stuff was just, I remember, you know, it was the early days of, of Google and things like that and trying to get information was just really hard. And, but eventually I found a, like a business hub doesn't exist anymore. And they were absolutely fantastic, um, helping me get my systems in place. We even did a small business management uh, certificate course through, through this uh, business hub. But yeah, getting the information, knowing what you need to do, the registrations, the licenses and all that sort of stuff. One thing that struck me back at the time was that I was absolutely gobsmacked with was that to be a bookkeeper back then, you didn't have to have any qualification. You could just write bookkeeper on a piece of paper and voila, there you were, you're a bookkeeper. Luckily, our industry has definitely, uh, it's been regulated since then. And um, now you have to be a registered BAS agent, which is a great thing for our industry. There's a lot of cowboys out there that don't have the experience, don't have the education and are just, you know, making things awfully difficult for a lot of small businesses. But yeah, the those sorts of challenges, just knowing what you need is something that faces a lot of, lot of small businesses and, and the systems, setting up those initial systems and, and things to make life easier down the track. You mentioned, you mentioned Michelle, uh, in the Army Reserves, did you have to paint any white rocks? <laughs> no, I was in the Q store. I just handed them the white paint. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> hey, it was interesting listening to your story about when you went from a hobby to a business and sort of made that conscious decision to go out and sort of start your own business, maybe as a result of the interest around. Very similar to Innovative Tradies and, and the members out there, they might be working for Boston at some point, want to go out and start their own business and all the ones that have already made that step from, from tradie into business owner. And you mentioned about the challenges in finding the right information or even finding information. And I think why that resonates so strong is that's what Innovative Traders Club's about, to try to help them to, to find the right information in a timely. You said about putting systems in place to be able to start your business. And again, I think that's something that really strongly aligns to what uh, Innovative Traders Club is going to be able to achieve uh, for its members. You talked about the business management course. And again, um, part of, I suppose, our message is simplifying the business part of business. It just It's so interesting that even though it's uh, your trade is a little bit different to the traders that we target, the, the needs and the messaging is very much aligned compliance you talked about and how in some cases there wasn't a lot of compliance to the point where you now need to be a registered participant in the industry. So there's a level of qualification or expectation now to what you bring to the table. And the fact is that you haven't maybe got those other unqualified people out there competing for the same space. That being said, now that once you set up your business, um, what are some of the learnings you had around trying to build your brand, trying to sort of grow that client base and connect with customers that maybe you didn't have a, an existing relationship with? Yeah, I found um, the yeah, branding, I probably, as, as I get uh, more experience in business and everything, now I realise how important branding is. Um, I didn't realise it at the time, but when we were looking for a name for the business and my husband and I were sort of, you know, throwing ideas backwards and forwards and, and things, and I didn't want, you know, Michelle's bookkeeping or, or anything like that. I wanted an identity for the business itself and uh, that's when my husband initially came up with um, Zebra Crossings bookkeeping as we were known for a number of years and that was 
the idea behind that was that uh, zebras are black and white and bookkeeping is black and white, in our opinion, and that we cross the divide between the accountant and the client. And over the years, I've dropped the crossings because people just started calling me zebra bookkeeping, so we just went with the flow. Yeah, it's only in the last few years that I realised what a stroke of genius that was by my husband uh, to introduce the name Zebra into it because it's a very memorable name and I can go out and buy things with zebra stripes on it everywhere. It's great. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, that branding thing is, is definitely something people remember. They don't remember, they'll remember the people they don't remember the name of the person, but they will remember a memorable name of a business. And that whole identity um, around that and everything is, is very important. And getting business, I think word of mouth is probably the number one way that, uh, that we got business. We've tried a few little marketing things and everything like that, but um, I, we've taken the a decision to grow slowly so that we can get our systems in place and as we onboard new clients we can dedicate the time to onboarding those new clients as well but yeah definitely word of mouth is is the number one and networking okay i can't un, uh, overestimate uh, or overstate how important networking is hey that was quite clever too you mentioned before a stroke of genius from your hubby you have to manage that ego if he's listening to the show <laughs> And of course, black and white, and it is actually very clever now that you sort of tell the story the way you've told it. Uh, and there's also, I mean, there's probably thousands of apprentices that have been sent in over the years to find some black and white striped paint and come back a little, yeah. bit, disa- <laughs> a little bit disappointed. <laughs> and a bit shame well, based, no doubt. <laughs> and, and something that like the metric shifter is a JW. Very similar. I got sent to find. Uh, yeah, and it or is, a left handed spanner. Yeah, left hand spanner, left hand screwdriver. Yeah, we've got all those. It's, um, it's, uh, and, and they're still getting around today, which is perfect. We've got to keep our apprentices on their toes, that's for sure. Uh, but it is it is a stroke of genius because what we see today is a lot of our trading businesses are named after themselves. Um, we've got a very good friend, Bob Cross, on the cool, you know, and um, it, it becomes difficult in, in time to sell a business that's named after yourself because people will always say, oh, but once that person's out of the business, you know, the business dies as such rather than it, it building its own identity, like you said. So I think that is very clever as to having a name that's, uh, or a business that's saleable because it's not reliant purely on the person that owns it because of their name attached to it. So I think it is uh, a, a good lesson for all of our traders out there today that, um, you know, it's something to really consider when you go to brand a business, what you call it, and people will still deal with you, even if it's not called Michelle's bookkeeping. Once they get to know Michelle looks after Zebra, they're going to deal with you anyway. So, so I yeah. think it's a, a ma- there's a massive lesson for them going forward. I think it's also very important that the name reflects the business. You know, so you, you, you can't just call it... I think something like Zebra Consulting wouldn't have the same identity as Zebra Bookkeeping. Zebra Bookkeeping tells everybody what I do. Whereas zebra consulting would is you know something a little bit ambiguous and and all that sort of stuff. So I think um, yeah, having that in, within the name of what your business does is also very important. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. 
from a, the innovative trades members that are that are listening, and, and and hopefully we're starting to get a lot of their partners who are sitting at home during the day doing the office work or doing the bookkeeping while their their partners out on the tools. Why would they want to take on a bookkeeper, Michelle? Uh, probably to save their marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my uh, earlier clients. That's that's pretty much uh, what happened there. Is that uh, yeah, he started getting his wife to do do the books, and she was getting quite cranky at him and everything. And so he tried to learn how to do the books himself. And so then she was getting cranky at him because he was spending night after night doing the invoicing, doing the books all that sort of stuff and you know they had young kids so you know he was in a bit of a you know lose-lose situation where you know if he got her to do the book she got cranky because she didn't want to do them and if he did the book she got cranky because he wasn't spending time with the family eventually he just said oh, oh for goodness sakes Michelle just you just do it I don't want to know that side of things he said I'll do the invoicing you do everything else it wasn't uh, probably about six months later we bumped into each other at a school event we, I didn't realize at the time that our sons went to the same school and uh, he introduced me to his wife and she gave me this huge hug and just said thank you thank you she said I hated bookkeeping <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's not uh, it's it's not out of the realms of reality that uh, that we can save marriages but also look we know what we do. We know bookkeeping. You know, a tradie doesn't matter what what sort of trade they are and everything. They they know their trade, and you know, go out there, make your money, doing what you do, and let us do what we do. Sometimes they they think they're saving money by doing it themselves, and quite often we find that that what they've done is just dug a big hole for themselves as well. Yeah, but I mean, we've also got clients that are quite hands-on and they they just want to know how to do it. Um, sometimes they want to do it themselves. We're quite happy to teach teach them, them or their wives how to do the bookkeeping themselves. Um, sometimes they just want to understand the whys, why am I pestering them for the invoices and things like that um, and understand how, how to read the profit and loss statement and things. Yeah, generally, it's one of those things where, as a business owner, you've got to surround yourself with a good team. That's what we see ourselves as part of the team of, of all of our clients. Michelle, that is a really good tip because there's hundreds and thousands, if you like, of traders out there where their their partners, whether it be their wives or husbands or just their partners, are actually end up doing a lot of the admin bookkeeping for the business. And I think to your point around productivity, you you are the experts in bookkeeping. So it could even free some of those uh, people running the business in the back end to actually maybe hand over the bookkeeping to to Zebra Bookkeeping in this case and spend more time around business development or social marketing or maybe contributing in other areas, maybe excites them a little bit more and they can actually get a better return for that investment. Uh, understanding it takes them a lot longer than maybe it does you as the experts uh, to get the bookkeeping done. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, by, by freeing up their time, they're, they're free to, if it's the trader themselves, it gives them more time to go out and make more money. Or if it's their their partners or wives that are that are doing it, yeah, they can go spend their time, as you said, developing the business or you know doing what they love 
doing rather than what they felt they had to. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's why your offer is so important because it does free them up to do what they do best and that's to go out and, and do the tradey stuff. Uh, talk to customers, generate more business and, and obviously that keeps them busier and as a result would keep you busier. Hey, COVID, how have you found COVID this year in that uh, sort of client environment, tradey environment? Has it had any significant impact to bookkeeping? It, it has had a massive impact to, to bookkeeping. Um, I don't think the government actually realised when they introduced the JobKeeper legislation, for instance, that it was going to fall onto the shoulders of bookkeepers and accountants to pretty much administer, just like the tax system. And it sort of it certainly caught the bookkeeping industry by surprise. We had great uh, support from our professional association called the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, bookkeepers who were running webinars after webinars, um, helping us understand the legislation, helping us understand what we needed to set up as processes. Um, basically for the month of April was a complete write-off. There was no billable work done by us um, while we got our head around the whole JobKeeper thing so that we could um, then support our clients. Then to, to watch some of our clients really suffer during the period it's been quite um, hard to deal with. It's been quite an emotional ride for some of my clients um, and also for us watching them go through it. On the other side of the scale we've got a, a few clients that have um, really, I won't say prospered, but um, have done okay during this period. Touch wood. Definitely the, the recent lockdown actually showed, even though it was only for three days, it did show that even those businesses that were doing well, they still can't make money if they can't put their tradies on the road. Another good point too, you sort of forget about those real real impacts to people in their lives too. So if there is anyone out there that has been impacted, make sure you reach out and have a chat to someone because there's lots of people out there to help, that's all. Just have the conversation and uh, and things will get Absolutely. better. Our... Um, our Institute of Certified Bookkeepers and Beyond Blue have actually formed a bit of a partnership to assist us bookkeepers to, with tools that we can also help our clients with because they've they've recognised the fact that uh, there's a lot of people doing it tough and they need support. We're usually at the coal front and we're usually going through that with with our clients as well and trying to trying to support them. We usually see things going on before they even know it themselves. I was going to say, you, you see it as a change of uh, behaviour and things like that. You know, just transactions that go through the, the account and things like that. You, you see the change. There's a, lot to, there's a lot to be said about the figures. And like you said, whether, you know, you can, you can see where a business is headed from where they're spending money or what they're doing. So it's, uh, it's quite important to be able to read those figures well as well. And I, I think your 20 odd years in, in the NAB would have certainly helped with some of that. Uh, I would imagine, but um, I think if, if you can teach the tradies to read the figures and understand, because we all think we know what's going on in our own businesses, but sometimes it gets away from us the day to day and uh, it's nice to be brought back to, you know, where it all, all matters and that's uh, money in the bank, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, tell us, you're located in Adelaide, good old sunny Adelaide with, <laughs> with myself. What about dealing with people all over the country? You know, is that something that you do now or is that something easily done in Deborah Bookkeeping? Um, it actually is. And that's I've got to say that's one of the great things that have has come out of these challenging times that COVID has presented us, is that um, suddenly people are happy to, to work remotely. They're, they 
they're not fearful now of the technology like Zoom and, and things like that. We've got clients even before COVID hit and everything that we haven't even met and they and they live in Adelaide and we've got a couple over in interstate that we have met once. <laughs> you don't, you know, we do things face to face on, on Zoom or something like that, but you don't, you don't have to be in the same state, city, suburb or anything these days. The, the technology has caught up now. We can, we can work remotely from anywhere. And as long as we've got internet connection, I even sometimes work remotely from a caravan in, you know, in the Air Peninsula or something like that. And, you know, quite happy to do it so long as, so long as things are getting done. Yeah, it's the interesting point. We've always talked about, so long as you've got internet access, doesn't matter where it is, you can work. And that, that proves that. And I think if COVID's taught us anything in 2020 is that uh, you don't necessarily have to be able to see someone in the same office to be able to deal with. I think people, are, like you just said, are a lot more famous with Zoom and Microsoft Teams and, and you know, all the others that are out there that they use because you can still get the video input so you can see each other and feel like you're there but you don't necessarily have to be sitting in someone's office to be able to do that. And, and of course, with the bookkeeping side of it, it's all online nowadays anyway, so, so it's easy for everyone to access. And talking about the bookkeeping side, Michelle, that we've got through it, you now are a zero bookkeeper, is that correct? Absolutely, yep. Uh, we only deal with zero um, as an accounting package now. Uh, we made that business decision probably about five years ago. Uh, we. You know, as I mentioned previously, I started off with my old. Started using Zero with a new client one day who had come to me through a networking event and um, said, do you know what Zero is? I said, well, I've heard rumors about it, but you know, I've never used it, but it's an accounting package, I can learn it. Started using it and just thought, this is great. This is, this is the way forward. Swap my business completely over to it, my own books, so I could learn it and use it, you know, better after after a little while decided that's it i can't keep up the up to date with all the changes on the different softwares i need to uh, specialize in one zero in my opinion was way out in front and uh, so we made the decision that we were going to go solely blue and just support zero and a few of the add-ons that uh, would assist our tradie clients because there's I think there's uh, nearly 800 add-ons in the zero marketplace. So obviously we don't know them all. We can't know them all. Um, so you know we've uh, narrowed it down to to a few that we think are are good that uh, we can we can assist that uh, complement zero very well. Yeah, Michelle, Innovative Traders Club and uh, Business Fitness Group both use zero, and it's because it's just uh, it's so easy. They've really changed the game when it comes to. Uh, making it easy for traders. Absolutely. Excuse me. Uh, making it easy for traders to actually do their, keep their records and and run their business. And certainly for bookkeepers, it's really made for you guys, really, isn't it? It's it just makes it so easy to communicate with your client, uh, the access to the information you have, keep all the receipts, keep all the records, and uh, and really be far more productive. Absolutely. Hey, question. Uh, in the context of traders, what might be your top? two or three tips for tradies. When thinking about bookkeeping, what are the things that would really, in your experience, resonate with them to, to really get a better outcome? I think the number one tip I would uh, say for tradies is get a receipt capturing app like Receipt Bank or HubDoc and take 
the photos of your receipts all the time or email them in or, or whatever way you want to get them into into receipt bank or hub doc but you know those those fuel receipts i'm sorry but we can't read them after a day on the dashboard um, <laughs> or being you know after a week scrunched up on the on the ground on the floor of the car uh, or, so in yeah, the, or in the glove box actually the glove box isn't too bad but <laughs> as long as they're not scrunched <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, definitely something like that because that, that takes the pressure off of them. If they take it, they fill up their car, they take a photo of it, it doesn't matter what happens with that receipt. Um, the, other, the other major tip I'd say, listen to your bookkeeper because they're always right. <laughs> oh, I like that one. It's, like, it, uh, it's just like a pal. They're always right. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Michelle, in part of our um, discussions in setting this uh, this call up today, I asked you a question about, you know, if our listeners aren't sure about bookkeepers or have a few questions on their on their business or need a quick hand, uh, you mentioned you're happy to take any calls and, and, and give as much support as you possibly can, even if they're not a customer of yours. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, we find that a lot of Questions are, are quick and easy and things like that. And, you know, we're quite free with our knowledge. You know, we just we just want to help the tradies out there. You know, it's it's a tough climate. And if we can make someone's life a little bit easier just by, you know, a quick five-minute chat, then, you know, that's that to me is a job well done. And, yeah, you know, if they, need, if they need further advice, then, yeah, we can discuss options with them um, as well. And talking about those options, what can our Innovative Trades Club members enjoy if they choose to partner with Zebra Bookkeeping? Uh, so one of the things that we offer is a free, no obligation, zero health check. Um, if they if they've been using zero themselves and everything, we can jump in and have a have a quick look and make sure that um, you know it's it's being done correctly, or you know if it's not you know where they're going wrong. You know, naturally, you know they'll also enjoy you know twenty years of, of experience and knowledge that we've we've gained over that time. If they decide to come on board with us and everything, we work on a monthly fixed fee where we scope out the job, make sure that um, both sides understand what what is required, what's needed. Sometimes, what the tradie wants and what they need may be a little bit different. And um, but we work it all out between between us and everything, and then we give them a fixed price. And if they're happy with that, then we um, go ahead and and just keep plodding away every month for them. That little gem you just dropped in about the fixed price. So I think there's a little bit of nervousness when you're talking about bookkeeping because I think people are thinking, oh, it's easy, I can do it. And you said earlier about if you don't quite understand it, you, know, you could be spending hours trying to do it, obviously. That fixed price, just just if you could just give us a quick update on that. So you don't do an hourly rate. You'll say to someone, your books to do monthly or whatever will be X amount of money. Correct, correct. Because yeah. bearing in mind, we've taken um, 20 years to be um, as good at our job as what we are. And so, you know, we're going to take a lot less time to do it than a, you know, an unqualified uh, bookkeeper. We're also going to do it right. The, the benefit of getting a professional qualified bookkeeper to uh, to do it or a registered BAS agent to do it 
is that they're covered by the, the BAS agent regulations as well. So if we get it wrong, our professional indemnity insurance, which we have to hold, uh, will cover them as well. The other thing with the fixed fee that we find is that there's certainty in it. So they know every month that they're up for X amount of dollars. And they know that if they email or call us or whatever, they're not going to get charged another $80 or you know $40 or whatever here and there and everything. You know, so they, they're not worried about ringing up for those questions and, and things. And we're not worried about trying to track every, every second of our day, which you know takes its toll as well. It also sets out very clearly what's expected on both sides. Michelle, look, that's excellent. Uh, unfortunately, time's really got away, <laughs> unbelievably again. But I mean, you are experts in the industry. You talked about the amount of experience and, and sort of decades of experience that you've bought into bookkeeping. So they are dealing with with a company that will actually do a fantastic job for them. You talked about certainty in the investment or sort of that fixed price, and that's so important. It wouldn't take traders too long to work out if they actually spent some of their billable hours doing what they do best, uh, it would be a no-brainer. Having Zebra Bookkeeping would be such a, such a great idea for them to invest in because of the fact it will free them up and their partners and others that might be doing that to do things that are gonna contribute to business development and maybe a better return on that time that they, they spend. Hey, Michelle, look, thank you very much. Uh, you've covered it really well today. You, you mentioned about Zero too, so we might even have a chat to you down the track about uh, how you might be able to work with uh, some of the Innovative Traders Club members around maybe some training or tips and tricks, if you like, to, to better using Zero, so it makes it easier for them. And obviously the insight that the, they put into Zero makes it easier for you as the bookkeeper to, to fast track that and, and get the job done more quickly for both of you. So thank you very much for your time today. We really appreciate it, really enjoyed it. Thank you, Ash. Uh, that's it, show number 21's now done. So whether in the ute, the van, the side shed, the office, or maybe you're doing uh, your P&L for the afternoon, we thank you for sharing your time with us today at Trady Avant Garde. Stay safe, stay well, and see you soon.